Well, hey, church, it's so great to see you today. We're so happy that you would choose to spend your Sunday with us. Um, if we haven't met before, my name is Emily Lambert, and I'm on our leadership team here at Slate Church. I'm joined here with... My name's Brittany. I serve as the host ministry lead for events. That's awesome. So what are we doing? You know, we have a kind of a fun little event that we do at the beginning of service as people kind of come on. Actually, maybe before we get into the game that we're going to play today, maybe we can say some things in the chat to kind of get to know you, to learn what your name is, to say hi. Why don't you drop in the chat your favorite breakfast food? Uh, if you're watching in the morning, it could be what you had for breakfast. If not, what you would make if you had a whole morning. I think mine would be waffles. Anything with strawberries. Oh, yeah, strawberries totally. are my favorite food. So good. All right, what are we doing today, Brittany? All right, so we're going to play a game called Who's More Likely To? So we have some enlarged pictures of our faces. So you can take yours. Oh, and thank you. Uh, um, in case you didn't know, Emily only has one shirt. I only have one shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wearing it today. This is my church shirt. <laughs> so we're going to read questions, and then we're going to say who's more likely to, okay? All so right. do you want to start? Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, am I picking you up here? Yep, in the bucket. All right. All right, who's more likely to chicken out on the Leviathan at Canada's Wonderland? What'd you say? <laughs> I did <laughs> this. <laughs> That's what That's I didn't go that. on it when we went to Wonderland. That's true. I was going to say, we both have some experience on the um, Ghoster Coaster yeah. at Canada's Wonderland. When we were so. like three, we, we rode it like 17 times. Yeah, so that's, like the, that's the limit there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's more likely to be late for church? Is it me? Oh. I'm never late. <laughs> I'd rather be an hour early for right. something than five minutes late. All right. Well, maybe, you know what? Neither of us are late. We live okay. by the principle, you yes. know, five minutes early, early is ten, ten minutes, minutes late. late. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Cool. All right. All right. Let's you go. You go for it. All right. Who's more likely to break a world record? Are you ready? Okay. I don't, I don't know, know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You have that mindset. You read the most it. books. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, more likely to cry during a movie. Oh, yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Go. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I got my wisdom teeth taken out when I was in high school. Yeah. Watched Mulan. Cried the entire <laughs> way through. <laughs> Perfect. It's a good movie. All right, use a Dorito for communion. Oh. Okay, one, two, three. There's <laughs> <laughs> a yes. controversial opinion. I don't like Doritos. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I've never used a Dorito, but I have used this. Uh, this week I used a piece of biscotti. Mm. I've used um, Pillsbury cookies. Nice. You know, you get creative. Yeah. But if you want to join in on communion, we have communion every single Thursday at our 6.30 a.m. morning prayer. So join in. Bring whatever elements you have, whether it's uh, a Dorito or whatever you have on hand. Yeah. We'd love to have you join us on morning Beth prayer. Pastor Beth used popcorn, she told me. Oh, so. that's great. I love popcorn. <laughs> Beat that. Okay, yeah. go right, for it. Going? Yeah. All right. Who's more likely to get lost on their way to church? All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh interesting. <laughs> interesting. I have a very distinct memory of us going to see Wicked in Toronto, and you definitely got us lost. So yeah, that's I was like why 16. I give a sign. That was like my first time <laughs> in Toronto. Yeah, that was all right, slap someone during worship. You ready? <laughs> okay, one, two, three. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I think we're both clumsy people, yeah. but you're a little bit clumsier than me. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, likely to go viral. You okay. ready? Okay, yeah. one, two, three. 
<laughs> Again, I don't know what for. Something I, stupid. I think maybe uh, fainting. I don't know. <laughs> An inopportune moment. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. All right. Who's more likely? Or no, this is a different question. Who has been attending Slate Church longer? You ready? Yeah. Okay. There's a story yeah. behind that. So. Emily, when it was the embassy, used to text me every single week and invite me, and every week I blew her off. And then when, it, when Slate launched, every week texted me, I was like, no, sorry. But I started coming. So uh, there's an invite button in the chat. So use that, and why don't you invite someone? Because uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for yeah, Em. Exactly, now you're yeah. here. It's great. All right, this is the last one, okay? Who is more likely to unmute themselves during prayer? Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay, and go. Yeah, because <laughs> I've done it before. I took it like 15 times. Yeah, I know. I'm such a bad singer. I do not want to do that, but it has happened. Awesome. Well, look, guys, it's so great to have you here in church today. We're so excited to have you. I'm going to pass it off to Pastor Brandon and Pastor Eva to introduce us in our service today. you with us on uh, this Sunday. If you are watching live, maybe you are at a watch party. We are glad you're there. Or maybe you're watching on demand. Glad to have you there as well. If you're watching on demand on our YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe, hit like, drop a comment. It really helps us. And if you're watching live online right now, why don't you actually drop a hi, hello, this is my name, my name is, uh, probably you've already put your name in so you can just say, good morning. Uh, or whenever you're watching. Uh, do that because so many of you have been saying, hey, I've been watching every week, and yet you're, you're behind the screen. We don't, you know, other people in our church don't know that, and it's a great chance to just uh, see people online. And if you're at a watch party, a little wave will do. Say hi to somebody around you. Absolutely. Listen, also in the chat coming up right now, there should be an invite button popping up. You can click on that. You can invite somebody out to church. Let them know what is happening here. And also a connect card button's popping up. Check that out. If you are not yet involved at Slate Church, make sure you're filling out a connect card. Get involved. Even in this season, we need you to be involved on team. It's such a great opportunity to serve even right now. But hey, if you're new to Slate Church, fill out a connect card as well. We would love to be in touch with you. Today is send off sunny, sunny <laughs> Sunday for Pastor Luke and Pastor Victoria, and it's gonna be an incredible celebration. So we're gonna start by worshiping God. Why don't you stand up wherever you find yourself, find yourself in a, a posture of surrender, and why don't we lean in as we begin to worship God? Well, welcome to church. I hope you're ready to praise God this morning. Come on, let's sing this together. Your favorite weights. Your favorite weights within the future. Come on. My dreams are small compared to yours. Why should I worry about tomorrow when I know that all I gotta do is trust you, Lord? Come on, let me see your hands. Every little thing's gonna be alright.
We're going to sing a song right now. It talks all about God's faithfulness. So let's sing this together. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant, of faithful promises. And time and time again, you have proven you'll do just what you said. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. And great, great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me from the rising sun to the setting same i will praise your name great is your faithfulness to me oh you're so faithful Church, let's sing this. God from age to age. 
God from age to age, though the earth may pass away, your word remains the same. Yes, it does. History can prove there's nothing you can't do. You're faithful and true. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And when my heart loves when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great, great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. Come on, why don't you lift your voice? Well, church, we want to take some time to uh, 
We want to take some time to thank God for the things that he's been doing in our church. And so the reason we do this is because when we come to God, we want to actually acknowledge the fact that he does uh, hear our prayers. We want to acknowledge the fact that he actually does um, answer our prayers, hears our prayers, and meets us in our need. And so today we are uh, thanking, uh, uh, praising God along someone who is thankful for answered prayers as they found tenants uh, exactly when they needed, uh, when they needed and that they are Christians. That's great too. Uh, someone is thankful that they uh, that they get to go to school this year in person. Uh, yeah, I mean, these are things that we are going to be thanking and praising God for right now because uh, uh, a lot of us, that's exactly what we want, right? Um, someone is thankful that we are able to gather together on Sundays again through our watch parties. How phenomenal has that been? Uh, someone else is thankful that they're able to accommodate, uh, are able to work in a safe and accommodating workplace. Someone else is thankful that after searching for a long time, they have finally found an interview. And someone else is thankful for the impact that the This Is Church series has had in their life. Come on, we should uh, all, everywhere, wherever we find ourselves, why don't we thank God for everything he's been doing in our church. And hey, we would love for you to submit praise reports so we can thank God alongside you as well as prayer requests, which we're about to read and you can go to slatechurch.com slash prayer to submit those. Um, we got more than last week because we reminded you where to put them, and that's really great because we want to be thanking God alongside you, and we want to be praying alongside you as we go into our prayer mornings and all throughout the week. We pray over every single request that comes in. So just a couple that represent some of the prayer requests that have come in over this past week. We're praying for, that, uh, for ease in finding a job and God's blessings for someone in paying their rent. We're also uh, praying for someone that is struggling with lustful and intrusive thoughts. We're praying for someone that is graduating in June, praying for uh, uh, guidance and intervention when it comes to getting a job. Uh, we're praying for someone's aunt and uncle who have both been moved to palliative care after battling with cancer. So we're praying that they would find comfort and peace. And why don't we pray for healing today as well? So wherever you are, why don't you just extend a hand if you have a prayer request of your own. If you want to believe in faith alongside us, why don't you extend a hand in faith that God can move. Jesus, we are so thankful for you. And we're thankful that even before we get to prayer requests, we always read out these praise reports. And God, that's intentional to remind ourselves that God, you are on the move, that you do hear our prayers, that Lord, you are faithful to hear us and to move in our midst. Lord, we know that you have the power to move in the situations that have come in as prayer requests this week. And we pray, God, that you would be present in all those situations, that your Holy Spirit would reign victorious in our lives, that, God, your voice would be the loudest in our minds and in our ears and our hearts and in our souls. Jesus, we lift up every prayer request into your hands and we trust them with you. And we pray with faith, Lord, that you would move on the behalf of everybody that submitted a prayer request. We pray all this in your mighty name. And everybody said, come on, church, let's continue to worship. My anchor to the ground He's my hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down Come on, do we believe that? Put my faith in Jesus My anchor to the ground He's our hope and Right. 
Church, it is time for the moment in our, in our time together where we talk about giving. And I don't know if you remember uh, these guys. <laughs> it's been a long time since I think anybody has touched one of these. And if you don't know what it is, these are our giving buckets that uh, we would pass every single Sunday. And I'm going to bring that up in just a second, but my passage is actually inside of it. You want to hold this up? All right. Um, when it comes to giving, we want to thank everybody that is so faithful in their giving. You know, it's so easy to go through this debate in your mind whether or not you will give and everything else. But for those of you that have been giving and those of you that are very intentional with that, those of you that give cheerfully, um, spontaneously, all the rest, we want to thank you. See, the thing about giving is that it all starts with our belief as, uh, as to where what we have and where it comes from. And it starts there because if we believe that it stems from us, it'll be a lot harder to give to God. And the reason for that is because if you imagine yourself giving something to God that you believed you worked so hard for, the thought can come to mind, well, if I give this away, it's gonna be really hard for me to get this back. But one of the things that, one of the passages that I love is from Job chapter one. And Job was this rich man, had a lot of stuff, a lot of fields, a lot of animals, a lot of kids and that sort of thing. And he lost all of it, all in a few moments as uh, different people come to tell him he lost it all, okay? That's what you need to know. And all of a sudden, after that moment, it says that Job uh, got up, tore his robe, shaved his head, and then he fell to the ground in worship and said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. I love jo Job's heart posture when it comes to where he recognizes what he has and where it comes from. In fact, he establishes right from the beginning that we came into this world with nothing and we leave this world with nothing. And I think for some of us that struggle with the idea of giving back to God, that should be a scary thought for us. I'm not trying to scare anybody into giving today, but that should be a scary thought that we're trying to hold on to so much here on this earth. Well, meanwhile, we don't get to take any, any of it with us. But I love the perspective that comes after that when Job says, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. See, when you understand that everything you have has actually been given by God, it's a lot easier to give back to Him because you understand that as you give back to God, you can rest assured that He will never leave you in want. We know this because He takes care of His children. And so when it comes to giving back to God, know that He's the one that gives and He's also the one that can take away. And that's been something in our uh, marriage that we've recognized and has kept us consistent even in the hard times because we know that everything that we have is from God. You see, when these buckets would come around, I know that a lot of people would do their obligation give. It was just like, oh, I feel kind of guilty. We'll get God off my back. I'll just throw in five bucks or whatever else. That's never been the purpose of giving. The purpose of giving has always been to give with intention. Even if it's spontaneous, give with intention, give regularly, give with a pattern and a habit, and give with a cheerful heart, knowing that when you give to God, he actually, in return, gives you so much. But not, this isn't a prosperity gospel. This is just the, the reality that God, uh, us being free in our finances before God, actually we are given a lot in that process. And so where can we give today? Yeah, absolutely. There's gonna be something coming up on the screen showing you so many ways you can give online, text to Todd uh, at slatechurch.com, direct deposit, all of these things. So pick a way that works for you and we would love to spit today. I'm just gonna pray quickly over our giving. God, we thank you so much that we get to give financially to your church, that we get to help build your kingdom, and that all of it comes from you, God, and that we get to give back out of what you've given us, God. We pray a blessing over this uh, today. In your name, amen. amen. 
Amen. Well, listen, we have some announcements for you as well. And we thought we'd come up here together today and let you know about what is going on here at Slate Church. You know, there are a lot of ways that you can get involved right now in serving and loving and caring for our community. And you can do that through City Impact. So head over to slatechurch.com, fill out a connect card. We would love to be in touch with you in different ways. You can serve, maybe get your connect group going with serving uh, our community with City Impact today. Also, we have coming up, of course, Easter. I am excited for yes. Easter. I love Easter yes. weekend so much. I am ready for it. And listen, we have on Good Friday, we have our uh, live watch party at 9 a.m. here in Waterloo. We're also live on uh, online at 9 and 10.30 a.m. So make sure that you are letting people know about these times. Make sure that you are registering in advance for the watch party. It's going to fill up, so make sure you get in there because uh, it's just going to be such a great time uh, coming together and worshiping God. Also on Easter Sunday, we have all of our regular service times online and in person in our watch party. So register early for that too. We get to come together, celebrate who God is. And you know what? Our whole, our, our whole theme around it is come and see. And isn't that such a cool thing that we get to come and see and worship God that Jesus rose from the grave. We have so much to celebrate at this time of year. Immediately following Easter Sunday or come and see uh, our come and see weekend, uh, we have our Heart for the House series. Now, it's not just a Heart for the House series. And we told you that we're going to be sharing a lot of vision. We're calling that whole season Revival Rumblings times Heart for the House, because we're also going to be doing Heart for the House at the same time. Revival rumblings, because we're going to be talking about a whole lot of vision during that time, uh, practical things coming out of our previous season as a church as to where God's bringing us, where he's taking us, and what we can look forward to in the future. Just a reminder that the first Sunday in May is actually our Heart for the House Sunday. So following the Revival uh, Rumbling series, we're going to finish that with our Heart for the House Sunday. And we just ask that you be praying into what God would have you give into that. Absolutely. And listen, today, because it is Send Off Sunday, yeah. we actually get to go right into the Word right now. And we are so excited to hear from Pastor Luke today. Uh, it's just going to be such a great message. So why don't, wherever you are, even if you're at home on your couch, why don't you put your hands together right now for Pastor Luke as he comes to bring the Word today. Well, hey, everyone. You know, generally... When I get up here, I say something to the effect of, it's so good to be here speaking with you today, Slay Church. And while that is absolutely true today, there's no question that this message is a harder one to speak and a harder one to bring, and it was a harder one to write. And the truth is, um, you know, I've never spoken a, a last message as a lead pastor before. I've never had to write that. I've never had to consider what that would be or, or, or how should it be or, or all of those things. And you know, as I was preparing for this message, I was really trying to figure out, like, what can the tone of this be? And, you know, can I be funny? Does this have to be sad? Is it going to be hope-filled? What's it going to be? Like, God, what do you want me to speak in this last message? What, what is that supposed to be? And, you know, I really do feel uh, that God is just placing on my heart just to speak out of what I've been learning lately. And it is going to be a message of, of hope. And it is going to be a message that is set to uplift. Uh, there's no question about that. And, you know, the, the truth is that I, I want to make sure that we, we all know this message is anything but a eulogy, right? This is not a funeral service. Victoria and I, we're not passing away. We're just moving away, and we will be back. And, uh, you know, this is more of a farewell, and we'll see you later, as opposed to a goodbye, see you never kind of thing. And, 
And, and so I definitely want this tone just to be uplifting. And, and I can stand here and confidently say that I am excited to preach God's word today. First and foremost, because I feel called to preach God's word, but also because I, I really feel that he has been teaching me some things over this last season and as Victoria and I are transitioning into what's next. And I want to share it with you. And I really believe that God wants to and can speak with you today as well. And so to begin today, I want to read some scripture to you. And then we're going to jump in. And I want to read to you today from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 7 to 8. It says this. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. You're taking notes for this message today. You can go ahead and you can title this message, Crossing the Threshold. Let's pray, and we're going to get into the rest. Lord, we just thank you so much that you are with us today, that wherever we are, whether at a watch party or at home or whatever it might look like, Lord, that you are with us here in this moment. And Father, we just pray right now that you would move we just pray right now that your spirit would meet us in this place. We just pray right now that you would speak your word. And, Father, we pray that you would be glorified. So we invite you in. Just, just invade this place, Lord, as we seek you. In your mighty name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Well, I wonder if you had to summarize your life in just six words, what six words would you choose? You know, this was uh, actually a question that was put out by an online magazine. Later, it became a website called sixwordmemoirs.com. And after putting out this question, they received many, many, many responses back from people all over the world, summing up their lives in just six words. And here are a few of my favorites. One person wrote of their life, one tooth, one cavity, life's cruel. <laughs> Another person said, the psychic said I'd be richer. Another one said, this one's my favorite, bags under my eyes are Prada. <laughs> of course, there were some more serious ones as well. One person said, thought I would have more impact. Another person said, cursed with cancer, blessed with friends. You know, that one hits even harder when you realize it was actually written by a nine-year-old boy. Somebody else wrote, not a good Christian, but trying. It's a provocative question and one that has also been applied to people in Scripture. In fact, one pastor wrote a few six-word memoirs for people in the Bible. Noah, hated the rain, loved the rainbow. <laughs> Prodigal son, bad, sad, dad glad, brother mad. <laughs> rich young ruler, Jesus called, left sad, still rich. Woman caught in adultery, picked up man, put down stones. Good Samaritan, I came, I saw, I stopped. Paul, Damascus, blind, suffer, right, change world. 
and while all of these are spot-on six-word memoirs, uh, I would say that there's another one that relates to just about everyone in Scripture, and I think relates to just about every single person who's watching this message right now, and it certainly applies to myself and Victoria at this point in our lives, and that six-word memoir is not exactly what I had planned. I've learned that it's not much use predicting exactly where life will take you. And that's a lesson I've learned many times, and it's a lesson that I'm sure I'm going to learn many times into the future as well. Because this is how life works. Interruptions come. Opportunities present themselves. Things that we wouldn't have seen coming, they arise. And it's just the way that it goes. And it's important for us to remember that we are not the sole authors of our life stories, but rather, if we so choose, we get to partner with God to pursue the life that he has for us as he closes certain doors and as he opens other doors. And at the beginning of this message, we read about an an open-door opportunity in Revelation 3, which states that what he, what God opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I've always loved photos of doors, and I don't know exactly why. It's probably because a door holds so much potential, doesn't it? It can represent so many different things. It can, represent, uh, it can represent hiddenness. A door can represent safety. It can represent rest. It can represent rejection. Uh, I always see a picture of a door, and I think, I wonder who's going to be the next person to come out of that door? Who's going to be the next person to go in that door? And what is it that they're coming out to, or what are they going in to? But in the book of Revelation, the image of this open door doesn't represent those things. This image of an open door represents endless opportunities. It is a grand opening into the unknown to partner with God to do good and to make your life count for eternity. And those of us who have been Christians for any amount of time will know that God opens doors and puts doors in our path, and we must choose what we are going to do with those kinds of opportunities. This passage of scripture, it was a letter that was written to the church in Philadelphia, which is located in modern-day Turkey. And Philadelphia was a border town. It was uh, located where three other uh, nations met. And it, it had been founded as a city by the Greeks to actually be a missionary city of Greek language and culture to the people around it. It was located on the road of the Imperial Postal Service, the armies of Caesar traveled this road, merchants traveled this road, and now it was calling the missionaries of Christ. The door was open to the people of the Church of Philadelphia to be missionaries exactly where they were. The city, it had been missionaries of Greek culture, taking that to the world. Now they were being called to be missionaries of the gospel of Jesus. And really the same is true for us today. The door is open for each one of us every day to be a witness of the goodness of Jesus within our own home, within our own sphere of influence, within the place that we work, within our church. There are people yet to be one for Christ. In the words of one commentary written on the book of Revelation, it says, to use that door of opportunity is at once our privilege and our responsibility. In the way of Christ, the reward of work well done 
is more work to do. There is a door that is open before you to be an example of Jesus, even though you might say that's not exactly what I had planned. But just because the door is open before you doesn't mean it's easy to cross the threshold into all that God has for your future. You know, the first message that I preached at Slate Church was on September 24th, 2017. It was the second week that we ever had at Slate Church. And uh, I looked up the message that I preached uh, earlier this week. I was curious. I was feeling nostalgic. And the message that I preached was titled Crossing Over. And I thought that was a little ironic as I had already titled this message Crossing the Threshold. Two messages about crossing over in two different seasons of transition for Victoria and myself, crossing over the threshold of the open doors before us. And that, that crossing over of that threshold, it is the requirement that is needed to step into all that God actually has next. But how do we cross a threshold well? How do we do it with heads held high? How do we do it full of faith? And how do we do it full of hope? Maybe you've been wondering that yourself. Maybe you see an open door in front of you to take. Maybe that open door is as simple as getting involved at Slate Church. I don't know. But you're wondering, how do I do that? How do I enter that new season that God is calling me to in the best way possible? You know, I think there's an interesting dynamic at play in each of our lives. And that is that we are not in charge And we are not in control of what doors will present themselves to us and when they will present themselves to us. Despite our best efforts to try and force some doors open and to try and force some doors shut, we are powerless. However, we do have the power to choose how we will respond to the doors that are open to us. And today, I want to encourage you in something that I have been learning lately. And that is that the biggest determining factor in hell and how well things go as you cross the threshold of an open door is whether or not you throw yourself into a new open door season of life with faith and enthusiasm and prayer and hope. Teddy Roosevelt was loved by the American people because he never entered a door half-heartedly. If he was in, he was all in. In fact, it is said of him that he danced just as you'd expect him to dance. In fact, it says he hopped. If you're going to go through an open door, don't drag yourself across the threshold. Hop across the threshold. Dance across the threshold. Leap across the threshold. Enjoy for what God is opening to you so that you can step into it and do that which he is calling you to do. Now, listen, you may be sitting there, and you may feel that there's an open door in front of you, but you have been counting yourself out of what God wants to do in your life, and you've been offering up the age-old excuse that has stopped so many Christians from fulfilling their God-given callings, and that excuse is this. By the way, I've used this excuse. Maybe you have used this excuse. Here it is. It's where we say, God, I just don't feel peace about it. More often than not, this is actually just used as an excuse to give in to fear. In fact, the pastor, John Ortberg, writes, in this scenario, we take the presence of internal anxiety as a supernatural rationale for avoiding taking on a challenge rather than seeing it for what it is, a simple sign of emotional immaturity. 
You know, why, why don't you ask that person to come to church? Why don't you share your faith with somebody? Why don't you start tithing? Maybe it's time to join a connect group. Maybe it's time to get involved at Slate Church. And you say, well, I just don't have a piece about it. Well, uh, if having a piece about it were the criteria for going through open doors, nobody in the Bible would have done anything that God had asked them to do. Victoria and I are crossing the threshold of an open door. We're starting an organization called ECGI. It stands for European Church Growth Initiative. And ECGI, we want to equip European pastors and leaders and churches for influential ministry. We want to bring whatever resources we can to them. We want to help prop them up. We want to do what we can to serve them. In many ways, we want to visit them on the battlefield of faith, and we want to sharpen their swords for ministry. And we believe that we're going to see this, but do I know how all of this is going to play out? Absolutely not. Do I know all the answers? Absolutely not. Do I have a piece about it? You know, to tell you the truth, I'm absolutely terrified about it. I wouldn't say, oh, there's this easy piece. Yeah, we know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be perfect. No, there's a million question marks in our minds. But we see an open door in front of us. And we believe that God is calling us to something. And we know that the only way to cross that threshold is with an all-in, an all-in kind of faith, an all-in heart. The only way is to hop in, trusting that God will be with us as we go. And I want to encourage you today to pursue whatever God opportunities are being set before you with an attitude of faith. Trust God. Don't limp over the threshold with reluctance. Instead, leap across it into what God has. You know, Jesus teaches about going through open doors in an interesting way. When we read scripture and we read about the disciples being sent into the world, we realize pretty quickly that the disciples did not have all the details for what God was calling them to do. In fact, in John 17, verse 8, Jesus is praying to the Father. He says, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. I mean, into the world, that's pretty broad. The world is a big place. What does that even mean? Where exactly in the world, Jesus? What, what are you talking about here? In Matthew 10, when Jesus is sending his disciples out to ministry, there are a few more details, but it's still pretty vague. I don't know about you, but I'm a person that likes to know the details. I want to know when it's happening. I want to know for how long it's happening. I want to know who it's happening with. I want to know how, what's the objective. What will we be doing? But very rarely in life, when God opens a door, does he actually give us that kind of information? In Matthew, we see that Jesus places a lot more emphasis on how the disciples go than on where the disciples go. Jesus tells his followers how they are going to cross the threshold into that which he is sending them to. And he gives three pictures. In Matthew 10, 16, he says, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. He sends them out as sheep among wolves. Not a very inspiring image, is it? I mean, sheep, uh, I don't want to be a sheep. I don't know about you. I don't like sheep. Sheep suck, okay? Sheep is, it's got to be one of the worst animals of all time. Nobody wants to be a sheep. You have never heard of a mascot called the sheep ever before. You've never heard before the wolves are playing the Sacramento sheep this Saturday. It's not going to happen, okay? You're never going to hear that because sheep are terrible animals. 
Yet this right here is how Jesus is saying we are being sent out. Now, being sent out as sheep, what does that mean for us as Christians? Quite simply, it means that we don't lead with how smart we are. We don't lead with how strong we are or how impressive we are or how awesome we are. Because the truth is that sheep are vulnerable and they require the protection of a shepherd. As we go through the doors that God opens to us, we need to go through understanding that on our own, we are not strong enough. But we serve, as John 10, 11 states, the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When we recognize our dependence on God, then we recognize that that dependency is not a weakness for us. Because in the kingdom of God, dependency is actually strength. Walking through an open door is not a promise of success. In fact, in part of what Jesus is doing here is he's calling his disciples to die to the world's standard of success and of glory. But we need to cross those thresholds like sheep, not striving to advance ourselves, but being willing to serve others every step of the way. Jesus also says that they need to be as wise as serpents. Why this image? I really believe it's because we must put our whole self into what God is calling us, and this includes our mind and our talents. As Christ followers, we've got to be serious about actually being effective with what God has placed in our hands. We need to be smart. We need to be strategic. We need to leverage what God has given us to advance his kingdom. And this doesn't mean that we have to be exactly like the person that is beside us. I'm sure that there were some other disciples that were not strategic in the way the apostle Paul was strategic. And that's okay. Because God doesn't need another apostle Paul. He's already got one. He needs you, and he needs you to be who he has created you to be and to use what God has placed in your hands, all the intelligence that he has given you, all the gifts that he has given you, and he needs you to be wise with them and putting them into action to make his name known in this world. And lastly, it says we must be innocent as doves. And if there's nothing else that you get from this message today, I want you to remember this. The main thing that Jesus sends into this world is not what we do, it's who we are. As one author wrote, what the world needs is not simply isolated outward deeds, but transformed character from within. That's what Jesus wants to release in the world. And I've had to ask myself this question so many times. Who am I becoming? And what is it that's actually shaping me? And just who I am and what I'm becoming, does it serve to bring glory to God? Or does it serve to leverage my own platform for personal gain and notoriety? In the words of A.W. Tozer, promoting self under the guise of promoting Christ is currently so common as to excite little notice. You know, the world doesn't need what I do. I could make great things. I could preach a a great message, I could uh, build a great organization, I could build a great church, all of that is fine. But ultimately what the world needs is the transformed character and soul of Luke Betger to shine the light of Jesus into this world. It's this kind of transformed character that can then leverage these other things to do great 
great things in the name of Jesus. But all too often, we think of open doors as our own opportunities to shine our light and our talents and our genius into the world. And we miss the point that an open door is always placed before us as an opportunity to serve others. You know, church, I really believe that when the door is open before you and you cross this threshold into all that God has for you as you do it singing and dancing and, 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 and exalting and praising God and, and jumping in and you jump in with the powerlessness of a child and jump into the arms of a loving Savior who will use you in ways that you will just say, it's not exactly what I had planned. And again, this is exactly where Victoria and I find ourselves in this moment. Not exactly what we had planned. But I'm so thankful that God has plans for us that are bigger than the plans that we have for ourselves. And I'm so thankful that God's yes is louder than my no. And in the midst of not knowing what the future looks like, I know I can enter this open door with the promise of security. Not the promise of easiness. Not the promise of, you know, sitting around all day and not having to do anything. But with the promise that God is with us. And he is leading us and he is guiding us every single step of the way. And Slay Church, I believe that there is a door open before you to change this world. I believe that God has put it before you now. And you must decide not only whether or not you will go through this door, but you must decide how you are going to go through this door. Will it be with reluctance or will it be with passion? It's your choice. This is true to each one of us as individuals right now, but it is also true to this church collectively. And the truth is, it's like church, I know where you've been, and I know how you got there. And now, as Victoria and I transition out, uh, I don't know where you're going, but I do know but I do know who's taking you there. And so, I need to take a moment and honor your pastors. Brandon and Emma. Not only did we pastor this church together, but they're family. And Brandon and Emma, we love you so much. We do. And I love that we're family. And I'm so excited to cheer you on as you continue to just lead this church into all that's next. And God has such great things in store. Church, you need to know 
that they are so full of vision and they are so full of hope and so full of passion for what's ahead. And we just want to encourage you, get behind them. Pray for them. Encourage them. Be there for them every step of the way. God has great things in store. And they have placed great things on Brandon and Emma. And I just want to encourage you, keep building. Keep pioneering. Keep being there. Because God is going to keep placing open doors in front of you. He's going to keep on doing incredible things in this church. And Victoria and I, we're so excited to be able to cheer you on from the other side of the Atlantic. We're so excited to follow along on this journey that is still ahead. And to conclude, Victoria and I just want to say thank you, Slate Church. Pastoring this church has really been up to this point the highlight of ministry for us. Through the good times and the tough times, we have loved this church. We moved to Canada without much, but we are leaving with such an abundance. Not materially, but in terms of the relationships that we've made while here. In terms of the growth that has happened in our lives while here. In terms of the memories that we will forever cherish here at Slate Church. I mean, memories like when we launched on Launch Sunday. More than 600 people came out. It was incredible to see what God was doing. We couldn't believe it. Memories like simple ones, like our bus stop ads going up. It said came alive, and we were so psyched. And I remember we'd get in the car, a few of us, Pastor Brandon, myself, Nate, Candace, uh, maybe may Pastor Ben as well. I can't remember. We drove around trying to find every single one, and we took pictures of them. I'll never forget our first baptism service on October 22nd, where Quinn Benke was the first person baptized at Slate Church. Our Christmas party at the CG building, our first Christmas production where Pastor Ben hit the high notes in White Christmas that <laughs> broke two pairs of glasses that day minimum. I'll never forget, you know, launching into the year 2018 with Revival Nights. Who could forget? Uh, Miraculous Heart for the House offerings, launching Slate Church in Elmira, Vision Sundays, L Conference, L Night, building deep and reaching wide, fanning into flame, being bold, in of Waterloo, the one service that we had at Blueville, the one, <laughs> the one service. <laughs> launching Slate Church online, building the studio that we're ministering in and from now and reaching people all around the world. And these memories we will cherish forever. And not only the memories of the things that we've done, but also who we've done it with. First and foremost, Brandon and Emma, who we've done ministry and life with on a daily basis over the last four years. Also our staff. I mean, Ben and Jared, I already miss our days in the office so much. Uh, our board, I just want to say thank you so much for all that you've done for us and for the oversight that you provided even in this time of transition and all that you bring wisdom-wise to our church and, and also just for everybody who calls Slate Church home. We love you, church, and I wish that I could take time and see every single person and speak into your life right now, but 
we can't do that in this format and in this setting, but you should just know that Victoria and I, we love you so much, and we are so thankful for you, and we will not forget you, and this is not an easy transition, and this is not a transition where we're just leaving something behind that's like, no problem, we're done with that, we're on to something next. That's not the case. We are doing our best to cross a threshold with our heads held high and with our eyes and faith focused on Jesus Christ. And we believe that he's got great things in store. But we are, uh, we are balancing the emotions of it's very difficult to leave uh, at the same time as we're excited for what God has in our future. And we pray that the memory of us will continue to remain here and that whatever seeds we have planted in this soil will continue to flourish. And so we just want to say thank you so much for the privilege of pastoring here. Thank you so much for the privilege of leading here. And we want to continue to just pray for you and cheer you on here at Slate Church. And if I can offer one more six-word memoir of our time spent here, it's this. Praise God, his faithfulness endures forever. Come on, why don't we pray today? Father, we just thank you so much for who you are. We thank you so much for what you've done. I thank you, Lord, for what you have done in Slate Church these last years. It is incredible to see. It is miraculous to see. And Father, I just pray that you would continue to move in Slate Church. Father, I just pray that we have not begun to glimpse the great things that you are going to continue to do in this church. Father, that we haven't even begun to glimpse the lives that are going to be reached and the way this nation is going to be transformed. We believe it and we pray for it and we stand by it, Lord. We thank you for what's going on here and we give it up to you. Father, may your name be praised. May you be glorified in all that we do. Victoria and I thank you so much for the opportunity that it's been to serve here. We thank you so much, Lord, that you are faithful. We thank you so much that your ways are so much higher. We love you, Lord. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Church, wherever you are, why don't you stand to your feet right now? And let's worship God together, and let's thank him for who he is, and let's celebrate what he's done and what he's continuing to do here at Slate Church. Amen. Sing, I will rest. I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your faithfulness. So I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your faithfulness. So I will rest in your promises. My confidence. Is your faithfulness, I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your faithfulness.
hey, you know, this is quite the Sunday that we are in the midst of, right? Sundown Sunday, and uh, we just wanted to sit down and kind of chat, you know, as we kind of close off um, today. And obviously, it's a big day, and it's a big, a big season, and um, a big threshold, as you were just talking about being crossed over. And so, uh, we just wanted to, yeah, take a little bit of time and and uh, talk to you guys, see. Uh, what's ahead here a little bit more maybe about that but also just to thank you guys and honor you guys for um, where we've been and what's happened there yeah maybe we could start a little bit lighter because uh, <laughs> this has happened we just all had our time of crying but uh, you mentioned a lot of great things that happened over the past uh, yeah. three and a half years what uh, what's what's your like favorite oh, moment man I should have probably actually <laughs> <laughs> oh man I mean I, sh- I feel like I should always be ready for these types of yeah, questions. Yeah, sure. There are... Okay, so obviously, Launch Sunday was a big moment. I remember that being real cool. There was such a frenzy of things going on here. And we had we started with two services, and first one at four, and yeah, people were right. here at, like, early hours in the morning, and it took us that long <laughs> to get set up for four. But we didn't only set up. We were, like... We're doing renovations on this venue. <laughs> I remember people were running around with paint buckets and they were painting things. And it was just like this, this wild time, this total <laughs> frenzy. And, um, but then God just blew us away. And it was just boom. And I think at that moment it was like, it was like um, okay, this is, God has not just dropped a pebble in the pond here, but he has wow. dropped like a boulder yeah. into it. Yeah. And the displacement of water... This is, getting, this is a very long metaphor. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But I think it's it's representative of the impact that Slate Church has had and will continue to have on Waterloo. Just as like, poof, you know what I'm saying? And just yeah, like full cool. on uh, cool. making a huge difference. That's the first one I thought of. What's yours? Remember? Do you remember how young we look? Do you see pictures? And it's just like I was looking at photos today. And <laughs> man, I don't know. I It wasn't that long ago, but... It feels like 20 years Something ago. Something has changed. <laughs> in, in me, I look at it, I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> truly, truly. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite moment, Victoria? Oh, it's so hard to choose. Honestly, it's like the day in and a day out with people. But I've loved, especially for all the women, has sisterhood nights and L conference and L, the sister nights that turn into L night. But it's just been so cool seeing the impact that that has actually had on this, this whole region and how women who had never felt like they've ever been valued or been a community and it, that's just been the coolest thing so what about you guys yeah, yeah also i should probably have this uh something ready <laughs> what's, what's your thought uh you know it's so funny when you were talking about like the the boulder and that sort of thing i was at the park with someone uh the other day i was at the park with a woman and uh oh, yeah. she said I, I said yeah like a pastor at slate church and she's like is that the church that justin bieber came to. Do you remember that Sunday? It was crazy. That For was anyone a crazy who didn't know, yes, Justin Bieber visited. I remember uh, that well. Slate. Yeah. It's definitely not my favorite moment, I would not say, but... Uh, yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 We you know what you're cool. in it for. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's a good moment, though. That was funny, yeah. I'm just going to throw just a, a, a personal moment with us, but uh-huh. um, we were all at, at a conference uh, with ARC in Vancouver. Yeah. And we took some time to do a lead pastor retreat in Whistler. Yeah, it was awesome. And I don't know if you guys remember that, but 
that was like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite memories. Em and I continue to reminisce yeah. on that. I was looking at photos of that today. Same thing. Really yeah. going down memory lane. And I was looking at photos of when you and I went to Fort Lauderdale. Oh, yeah. Remember that? That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we rode around on bikes like an old married <laughs> we couple. Did. <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. I mean, we were actually at, like, a World Vision conference. It was great. Yes. But uh, the bikes, <laughs> and we, we had a great breakfast at a beautiful restaurant. It's and the we nicest were, breakfast I've we ever were, had. Well, okay, but I remember this. It was, like, minus 45 here. And we were, like, we were texting, you know, Victoria and Emma. And we're having this beautiful breakfast on the beach yeah. and with, like, fresh fruit and everything. And they're here. It's, like, minus 45. It was crazy. It was, so. like, a snowstorm or yeah, something yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, I also remember, though. The fort. Yes, you were. Because I think we had just had a baby, yes. and you were at our house taking care yes. of it. <laughs> Sorry, Theo. <laughs> Most of these stories revolve us with a small... Uh, in Whistler, we had, Claire was six weeks old. Yeah. yeah. But I just remember on that trip to Fort Lauderdale, I'd actually never been colder in my life. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, because... It was usually cold. No, no, no. Well, it was cold, but... The air conditioner was like broken in our room, <laughs> yeah, and we right. couldn't get it turned off. And we were like getting sick. We were so cold. <laughs> that's right. We were so cold. Uh, lots of good times here. Um, tell yeah. us a little bit more about <laughs> the hardships. Uh, also, I don't know who made the graphic, but I love that it says Slate loves ECGI. And I noticed that in the middle of your message. But okay. whoever put that little icon up this there? This is cool stuff. Yeah, I, I it's, think uh, that's Jenna. Yeah. Legend. Jenna, you and your Best. team. That was awesome. Killer, killer. I so do, yeah, do, this is sick. We do love ECGI. Come on. Tell us a, a little bit more about where yeah. things are at. Yeah, so... Um, absolutely. So we have... Uh, there's so many logistics, so many balls in the air, obviously, of getting something off the ground. Um, we've applied for... It's it's not quite charitable status, but we would, we would come as a fund or a, a project under the Great Commission Foundation which will enable us to uh, really receive giving from here in Canada, also in the U.S., um, uh, and be able to, you know, issue tax receipts, these types of things. Um, and so that's a big thing that's now, like, imminent, which is just like, oh, thank God. You know, like, let's just, that, that's great that this is happening. We've also been in contact with different organizations who are operating in Europe, a, a few actually, who are interested in partnering with us when it comes to um, helping to plant churches, but also equip leaders who are currently, you know, doing church and, and what that looks like. And so we're really excited for that. And, um, and we'll see what else uh, presents itself now as we land in Europe. Of course, we're trying to focus on what we need to focus on here in Canada while we're here. Yeah. And then we're going to focus on what we need to focus on there when we're there. Um, but we're really excited for what God is going to continue to do in Europe. I mean, uh, you know, when you read some of the stats and some of the studies that have been done on churches there and what people know of churches there, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's outrageous how low the number of actual, like, regular church attendees is. But then there's also this large gap between people that would say, yes, I'm a Christian, uh, but I never go to church. And so in some ways, I think it's kind of awkward when you're ministering to people in Europe because you almost have to convince people that say they're Christians that they're not Christians. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I mean, not like who am I to say, but it's yeah, like, sure, hey, sure. Um, we really think church is important. And here's why. And you should get involved. And like, let's, you know, like, what does your faith mean to you more to than the tradition yeah. uh, or the institution? that the church is, because obviously the, the institution of the church in Europe, I mean, it's massive, but like every church you see, you go, you go, there's like a downtown somewhere, and there's beautiful churches everywhere, and they're all museums, 
and they're all, you know, tourist attractions. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, these were built for the glory of God. And how can we make sure that people know that? So, um, so we're excited. We, uh, we're looking forward to what God has there. And again, we really feel that, you know, we're in the, the beginning stages of something. And it's very hard to be like, oh, what would this look like in five years' time? And, you know, we have dreams for what that could be. But it's hard to be like, this is exactly what it will look like because we're also trusting in God to open the right connections and doors and everything else and opportunities. And, and, you know, we really, um, it's something that we noticed coming here, right? Like, there are people that we didn't know um, at all that we've now been able to connect with and become great friends with. and, And it's like, okay, right, God, there's people that we don't know yet that you're going to bring into our lives. Um, and I'm excited to see what that's going to be and how we can just help, you know. Yeah. The story's still being written. It's still unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Exciting. You know, how, I, I wonder, you know, for everyone kind of watching and for us as well, like how can we be praying for you in this season? What, what would be um, something that you're going, yeah, we, we would love prayer for this in this season? You go ahead. Okay, I'll go. Um, okay, so I'll break it into a couple categories. With ECGI, uh, opportunities, open doors, uh, for us to be able to do what God wants us to do in this season. So just, um, I would say, you know, God opportunities and God relationships and um, that we would have the courage to step out in faith and pursue what those are. Um, I would say on a uh, both ECGI and just kind of personal level, logistics of moving. Um, praise God. I mean, we sold our house and uh, we're so thankful for that. And now we're you know, selling everything, furniture and, um, you know, shipping stuff over to Sweden and, and all of these types of things. So I would say real prayer, just that the logistics of that go well. It's like on a macro level, you're like, oh, this is no problem. And then on a micro level, I'm like running around this week, like, how do we like, how do we transfer money over to Sweden? How do we do anything? You know what I mean? Like, and there's all of these just little things that's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to think about that. Um, and so, yeah, just, just uh, you know, that that stuff would go well and that it wouldn't weigh on us too heavy a burden over the next month. That's a good one. And my health, to be honest. I mean, you guys know, uh, like, I've been struggling like crazy lately just health-wise again, um, which I... <laughs> the stress of moving likely contributes, but, um, you know, just that that would not be debilitating in any way. Yeah. Is that all? There's so many things, just (laughs) wisdom and things for things to fall into place. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. we're uh, taking it one step at a time. Yeah, That's good. Um, I'm just going to ask a a kind of on, on almost like an audible. Do we have some videos that we're going to queue up? Um, so we just have a couple of team that uh, want to wish Come you guys. On. Is it going to go on the back or awesome? So you guys can oh, wow. take a look at the screens. Come on. This is awesome. Yo, 20 seconds is not long enough to do something like this. And so I'm definitely going to go over. But um, guys, Beth and I love you so much. Um, thank you for all that you poured into our church. Thank you for all that you poured into us as individuals. Thank you for your vision. Thank you for all the conversations where you're walking people through what it means to be a follower of Jesus and what it means to apply scripture to your life day in and day out. Thank you guys for uh, all the life conversations and uh, all the hangouts and fun times. Luke, thanks for putting me on to basically everything I know and love now. Uh, Thanks for talking watches with me all the time. 
Victoria, thanks for just all the lasagna and food and all of this stuff, the way that you bless so many people. Um, I love you guys so much. Thanks again for all that you do and looking forward to this next season for you guys, praying for you. I'm excited about what God is gonna do through you. Hey, Pastors Luke and Victoria. I've been asked to summarize all of the things that I could say to you guys in 15 to 20 seconds, and that seems like an impossible task considering the impact that you've had on my life. But if I did have to summarize it really briefly, I would just say thank you. Thank you so much for the wisdom, the investment, the leadership, the pastoral counsel, the friendship, the conversations that we've been able to have over the past few years. My life has been permanently changed and permanently impacted because of the influence that you have had in it. And I am just believing that Europe does not know what's coming with you two coming back home there and being present to just make such an incredible impact for the kingdom of God. We are cheering you on, believing the best days are still ahead for you guys and praying alongside you in your next endeavor. This is such a bittersweet thing, but we are so proud of you guys and just proud to know who you are. Hello. I do not know what I'll be able to successfully communicate in 15 seconds, but what I want to say is you guys have made a lasting impact on my life as well as the lives of many others in our church. And I'm so excited for this next season. I'm praying for you guys. I'm cheering you on and I will be booking a flight to Sweden to come visit at some point soon. Hey, Pastor Luke and Victoria. Hi guys. We love you guys so much. We are so excited for this new journey that you're about to embark on. The Team Yancey here cheering and rooting you on. Can't believe this three and a half years has gone by so fast. We love you, we will miss you. Very bittersweet to see you guys go, but excited for all that God has for you. Hey, Pastor Luke, Pastor Victoria, I wanna say a huge thank you for your leadership over the past three and a half years. You've made such a huge impact on our church, on our community, and on so many different personal lives, including my own. Thank you for inviting me to Slate Church, that first personal invitation when we met at a coffee shop, I think roughly three years ago. Uh, it's made a huge impact on my own life, and I'm so excited to see everything that the future has in store for you and your family as you start ECGI, as you take on Life Center Church in Sweden, uh, praying for both of you, and so excited to see what the future holds. Hey, Pastor Luke and Victoria. On behalf of Emily and I, just wanted to say that we love you guys so much and are just so thankful for your leadership and friendship over the past few years. Uh, Luke, just some of the ways that you've called me out and called me to a higher standard and pointed out stuff in me that uh, God kind of used you to just help me grow has been so appreciated. Uh, Pastor Victoria, your mentorship for Emily and uh, your just unwavering commitment to excellence and to uh, consistently holding people to a higher standard uh, with just so much love and care has been a huge example for us. We really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, this is bittersweet. We've learned so much from you guys. We love you guys. Uh, we're also so excited uh, for what you guys are heading into next. We're gonna miss you like crazy, but pumped to see the way that you continue to build God's kingdom and transform the world through ECGI. We love you and uh, hope to see you soon. So that's part of a longer video. Um, we were, we were just saying, actually, how more baby showers should do this. <laughs> Show a snippet. And then, uh, anyway, guys, we're, uh, there's a longer video coming to you. And um, I think before we even uh, share what else we got with you, we just want to, from Emma and I, just thank you guys for three and a half years. Um, we love you guys as family. Um, we love you guys as pastors. And we really enjoyed all of our time together. 
um, as you were listing off all the moments, um, you can't picture those moments without each other. And uh, one commitment that I gave you guys as you guys made a decision, um, you know, to, to go to Europe is uh, that we will never write you out of the history of Slate Church. We'll always honor your, your involvement, uh, planting, all the rest, because we couldn't have done it without you. None of us would be here without you guys. And so we're really thankful for you. We affirm what God's doing over your life. Um, you guys might be scared, but I think I can speak on behalf of anybody I talk to that we have all the confidence for you. And so even those moments where you're scared, or you're wondering what's going to happen, or do you have what it takes, um, we'll be there to, to lift your hands. Um, we'll be there to hold them up when you feel like dropping them. And, um, of course, you're welcome back whenever. <laughs> your family, so there's, there's that. Um, but then also, just as a church, like, you're always going to have a spot here. And so we absolutely love you guys, and we're really, really thankful for you. We've already cried, and I'm actually kind of thankful for that. Otherwise, this would be a, a much more soppy moment. But uh, really, we love you guys. Um, we're really going to miss you. Yeah, absolutely. I just echo that, that we are thankful for both of you. I know really personally we're thankful for both of you. Um, but just, uh, like, to speak for the whole church, like, there's just been so much impact. Um, and it's been really cool leading alongside you guys and with you guys. What a cool season of life this has been that, you know, like, it's, it's a, it, not everyone gets to do this. And um, it's been amazing having you guys here and so close. But, you know, we live in a world, thankfully, with technology that, that uh, just so you guys know, like, you're never alone, like, going, going into any of these endeavors. We're here. We're cheering you on, as Brandon said. You've got a lot of people backing you in prayer, surrounding you, loving you. Um, but just believing that God has great things for you. God has great things on the other side of this obedience um, for you as a couple. Just, just pray so much blessing over you guys, but just for people that you're going to come into contact with and interact with. And I think I said this when we announced, but um, I believe it, that there are pastors right now praying for a miracle. And I believe that you guys are that miracle coming um, in that direction to just lift them up and encourage them and help them. So you might have no idea what that looks like, but I believe that you're going to look in hindsight and just see that, oh God, this was where you were and this is what it looks like and this is why. And um, Brings, bring more clarity to that as time goes on. Yeah. yeah and Luke, uh, one of the things that I love most about your preaching is your storytelling. I don't know anybody that can tell a story like you. And um, I might just like get you to tell stories and you can send them to me and I'll put them <laughs> into my messages. <laughs> just a clip. Yeah. But, but you've, you've actually uh, told a bunch of stories uh, over the years of people that have been sent. They've done things. And then you hear about their impact years later. Um, and I don't think that you're going to have to wait years to hear of your impact that you're going to make. But, you know, I think that as you look back on the last three and a half years, um, I really believe that that's all going to be great. And they're going to be great memories and they're going to stand out to you. But those aren't going to be your best memories. Um, and I really do think that there's going to be stories. Um, I think of your uncle that was in Africa. And then, you know, we don't have to recount that story. But you know what it means to you guys. I, like, I think there's going to be stories, as Emma was saying, there's pastors waiting and we don't even know the stories that are going to come out of your obedience and faithfulness, even in the uncertainty and everything else. You guys are walking through an open door that was provided by God. And you don't have to doubt that. And you guys can walk through in that. And um, I can't wait to hear all the stories. So. Absolutely. You know, we just we have a gift for you guys as well. Just a little something here. We, we know that you have limited baggage, so... <laughs> 
it's a it's a small gift because Thank of you. that. But uh, it's uh, some flowers so too. Good. It's actually just a, a a photo book for you guys to have and to take. And That's I know so cool. I ruined the surprise. It's so beautifully wrapped, but just oh, so that no, everyone knows it's, it's opening what the page it is. is that will um, be the gift. Yeah, just to to show some of the memories and for you guys to hold on to and take with you and put on your table or your shelf and yes. and show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And before we wrap up again, we just want to say uh, we love you, Slate Church. It's, uh, it's kind of weird to know how to wrap it up, but yeah. we really do. I think we're supposed to tell you to fill out a Connect card, and that sounds like the worst. It, well, it's good advice, but like the worst way to end. So you know what to do. Um, we're going to pray for um, Luke and Victoria now, Pastor Luke and Pastor Victoria. And so wherever you find yourself, why don't you just reach out a hand um, as we uh, send them off. Jesus, we thank you for Luke and Victoria. Um, what a what an incredible couple. Lord, we're so thankful for their faithfulness. They didn't plan when they moved here three and a half years ago to ever leave. And yet here they are taking another step of faith, even in the uncertainty frustrations, all the rest. And they're walking into what is going to be a glorious future. God, we just bless them. This is a, this is a, a blessing send-off. God, we bless what they are about to do. Lord, we thank you for the encouraging words that Luke spoke over our church to, uh, today. Um, but God, now we speak all those words over um, Pastor Luke and Pastor Victoria right now as they head into the future that you have prepared for them. Lord, while they can't control so many of the variables, we know that you do. And we ask on behalf of them as a church where two or more are gathered, God, our entire church is asking right now that you would order things in a way that they would be able to look back and, and almost laugh at the, at, at, at the times of doubt or the times of uncertainty or the times of wondering what you're going to do. May, may it be such an, 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 uh, an expansive thing comes to mind, a, a, a glorious thing that they step into that they wouldn't, they wouldn't ever have to um, look back and wonder, but they'd be able to look forward to all that you have for them. Lord, we bless them. We pray that your spirit would go with them to give them power and boldness and what you're calling them to. And Lord, we just pray for Europe. God, we pray for every pastor that they're going to interact with, that God, there would be an, an interaction, a, a holy moment where God, where the two of them gathered in the same room, the, the, uh, Luke and Victoria and the pastors, Lord, that as they gather in a room, that your spirit would be speaking words of life, encouragement, and boldness to these pastors. And God, we would see an explosion in the church in Europe in the days to come because of their faithfulness. Lord, we pray this all in your mighty name. And everybody said, amen. amen. We love you guys. Love you. Thank you.